Welcome to Heidi's Lemonade Stand, where we celebrate the triumphs of people who have overcome their own life's challenges and made our world better. People who have taken life's lemons and made lemonade. I am Heidi, your host. Thank you for joining me. Jennifer, welcome to the Lemonade Stand. I'm super excited to talk to you and I want to know three things about you. So introduce yourself. All right. Well, thank you for inviting me to the lemonade stand. I do love lemonade. <laughs> and so this, this will be fun. Three things about me. I am a lover of dancing and sunshine. I have that on my profile. I just can, I joke sometimes that I get my power from the yellow sun and I really just do, I don't know. There's something in me that loves sunshine and uh, that's kind of goes with your lemonade. I do love lemonade. I am a mom, I am a business owner, I'm a mentor, and I'm just a generally happy person. And I, I feel like it should be contagious. And that's kind of my mission. Oh, that sounds perfect to me. I love this. So now I've got to find out what do you mentor or why do you do what you do? What's your lemon to lemonade story? Well, lemons are so useful. In fact, I years ago on one of my entrepreneurial ventures, I started an essential oils company and we sold a lot of lemon essential oil. And so in, in getting more familiar with how you could use that, I bought a book and it was a hundred uses for lemons. And I, I had no idea you could mix it with baking soda and it makes this kind of a cleaner. You can squeeze. I always get my water with lemon, a little bit of lemon on it. And, and so after you squeeze the lemon juice into your water, then you can actually squeeze a little lemon juice on your hands and it's like a sanitizer of sorts. And so there's just tons and tons of uses for lemons. So I'm a fan of lemons, but sometimes they are sour. And if you have a little cut, they sting and they can make you like want to cry. And so I do indeed have a lemons to lemonade story. And it's like, if I, if I really take myself back there, it's, it's kind of a crying story and I, I'm not a crying person or at least I've, I didn't used to be, I used to be always like the strong, tenacious, determined, you know, and that's, I, I'm very good at setting out and getting what I want. And so, yeah, you just put on the, the tough girl face and you go for it. But um, that's kind of where I found myself. I, I have been an entrepreneur for years and, and done all that kind of stuff. And I had decided to try my hand at real estate. And this was, I'm going on my sixth year of real estate next month. And, but this at, at the beginning, it was a new industry and I was, I was a little insecure. I didn't know if I can make it. And so I, I fought my way up. I, I just learned everything I could. And I had a little, um, I joke, I'm not competitive. I just really like to win. And so, so when I found out there was such thing as rookie of the year, I was like, I want that. And so I just really, through a combination of, of really great success tools and practices, which I now teach and mentor on, I, I was able to arrive at rookie of the year. I did achieve that for my whole brokerage and in a brand new industry, I was really excited and I went up and I accepted my award and right as I was about to sit down, they said, don't sit down. You've won rookie of the year for the whole state. And so for, for the very large brokerage I was with, I, I had done more new transit, more transactions than any other new agent in the entire state that year. And so it was, it was a huge win. And so I, I felt like I was really on top 
and I was I was pretty proud of myself and and uh, felt pretty unstoppable, pretty untouchable. And I want to and I began to grow out a team and just really get a good groove going with my real estate business. Well, there came a time where I decided to join a popular networking group. And there's a, a hot competition for the, the realtor spot, because in this particular group, there's only one person from each industry for the way that they were structured. So I thought, oh, I'm going to get this spot. And and I, I beat out a dozen other agents to claim the spot. And I, and I nurtured it over the years. I built great relationships with everyone there. It was starting to go really well. And, and just, I was kind of, I don't want to say coasting, but... Um, I just felt very confident that, of course, I'll renew this. You know, I'm. Um, I became. I began to, you know, kind of project my revenue based based on this seat, and was shocked and surprised to find politics, we'll call it, happening. And as I went and I, I paid my dues to renew, and I had met every metric that was needed um, to keep to keep my seat that I had earned, that I had fought for, right, and I had. I had done all the things to check all the boxes. Well, I get a call on my 25th wedding anniversary with my husband. We're out to lunch and they say, we've decided not to accept your membership renewal. And I said, I said, don't joke about that. Like I was, I was projecting that this particular networking group would be probably $70,000 worth of income the next year because of the relationships I had nurtured and what was in motion and I said, that's not funny. You know, I really, you know, this is a high priority to, to my business. And they said, no, we're, we're not going to allow you to renew. And I thought, I already paid the money. You're like, uh, anyway, long story short, I, he, was, he was serious. And I was, after I was like done being confused, I said, well, what's, what's the reason why would you you know, I, I, I bring guests, you know, I bring tons of fun energy, great relationships. And they said, well, you're just not a fit. You're just not a fit. And it's, it's still there. And I still work on embracing all the lessons in the lemonade. I'm still squeezing lemonade maybe, but um, it was a really a shock to to find people that you had sat next to didn't they were not the person they were acting like they were being they had acted like friends um so that was that was a a particularly lemony moment a very kind of like one of those lemonade in the cut of your finger moments you know um and just surprised me it's one of those where like you squeeze the lemon and you're like oh i didn't even know i had a paper cut <laughs> And you're like, what happened here? Yeah, come to find out, um, no one would take my calls. No one would talk to me. No one, and and from from the particular you know group that was making this decision. And as I reached out to other people in the group, I'm like, did you know that they told me this? And they were so surprised, and they were very supportive. And and I I did have some real gems of a friendship that that did come out of that, but I just, I was, it was unexpected. And so, so the lemonade part was at age 15, I walked into a bookstore and saw this cassette on subconscious mind. It's, it was subliminal, like lose weight while you sleep. And after I figured out that it wasn't just a scam, I was very interested and began studying more about psychology 
and subconscious mind and that kind of thing. And so, so I had always been on that personal development path. And just as an entrepreneur, you kind of seek out, like, how do I sell more? How do I build rapport better? You know? And so I've done lots of that kind of stuff. Well, uh, it seemed like the next natural step I wanted to take a shortcut because I love efficiency. And I'm like, why am I going to keep hiring coaches when I could just go learn how to be a coach and I'll just coach myself. So, so that just so you know, that's a little bit naive because we're meant to help each other and we all have blind spots and I do coach plenty of coaches now and I still get coached. So the whole DIY coaching thing, that's not going to work. But the the coaching and mentoring certification that I got, though, even though I had originally got it just for my own kind of selfish purposes, I didn't intend to really help anyone. I thought, oh, if, you know, if I can be nicer to my kids, well, that's great. But I didn't set out to be a life coach or anything like that. And so I wanted to grow my business. And and there were tools there that helped my business. And that was that was a piece of getting to that rookie of the year spot and being able to not, not even just get the spot, but as soon as I, you know, when you break through an income ceiling, you know, for me at that point, it was a six figure ceiling. I'd never made more than a hundred thousand in any of my businesses. And so when I did that the first time, then your self doubt kicks in and you're like, what if I was a one hit wonder? I literally thought that to myself, what does, what if I was a one hit wonder? but then rely on some of the tools and the methods that I had developed to maintain my my mindset on my own, I was able to do that again and again and realize, oh, okay, it's not new and strange. It's not weird. I'm not a one hit wonder. So, so I was able to take some of these mentoring practices that I just had learned kind of just for myself. And I started to see, oh, I can help the people on my team. Some of these tools in the toolbox can really help them. And then as they started to have success and I began expanding, for example, into that networking group I talked about, I ended up going to lots of lunches and lots of coffee shops. And I would say, I'm excellent at what I do. I can totally take care of you if you need what I offer in business. Let's talk about you for an hour. And so we would, and we'd talk about their business. And it just was like this playground for me, like this, this canvas of, why don't you, why don't you do this? Why don't you work with this person? Why don't you try this? There's just money sitting here. And I noticed, I began to see I had a gift for helping people grow in their business and, and find resources they, they were unaware of. So this mentoring that I thought was just going to benefit me, I, I ended up having appointments and appointments and they kept saying to me, you should be a coach. No, I, I run a great business. I, I run a team. I'm doing very well. I'm not trying. There's lots of great coaches out there. But over and over, I kept hearing people say, you should be a coach. And and so eventually, when when my big bucket of lemons got all squashed, <laughs> I realized that I had been feeling a pull. I had been hearing people tell me, this is where you're supposed to be. This is the calling you're supposed to be in. And, and I hadn't been paying attention to the nudges. I am a little bit stubborn and I had my plan. And when I got nudge, 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 and I didn't, I didn't move towards guiding people and mentoring them in the way that I kind of was feeling that I really should be going, then I got a kick in the booty. <laughs> And it wasn't very fun, but it was very effective. And immediately I got the opportunity to reevaluate everything and not of my own free will necessarily, but it gave me a chance 
to to have a line in the sand and say, okay, now what do I choose? And I really did feel I'm meant to serve in this other area. I've been hearing it from other people and I can, I can coach in business because I'm very good at that. I I've done the mindset work. And in fact, as I began to step into becoming a coach and mentor, I always strive for excellence. And I just didn't feel like I was excellent enough to, to be that valuable turning point in people's lives. And so I actually signed on and um, became a consultant with a large international coaching company, just so that I could like be feel legit, just so I could feel like when people work with me, I absolutely know what I'm talking about. And, and now I've clocked as of the end of 2020, over 1100 mentoring appointments, where I've sat on calls, and I've really developed like a fast superpower for finding hearing limiting beliefs where people what they say what they don't say where they hesitate I just really am able to dial in quickly and help people make changes where they have been stuck and so I I help stuck people move that's that's what I do because stuck feels bad to everyone and I told you I, I'm happy and I'm contagious and and so that is that is my lemonade from uh, an ouchy squishy acidic lemon to it's now a place where I can feel like I'm absolutely living in my gifts and talents, living the life I'm meant to live. And my influence is powerful for others. If you if you ever end up on my website, infinitestepmentoring.com, then I just have pages, you can scroll and scroll testimonials of people that I've been able to influence and, and help them move in a positive way. And that's just I mean, there's no better lemonade than that. There's no artificial sweetener in there, baby. That is that is the good stuff. And and that's what I love to do. And and so so there's there's a couple of lemonade for you. <laughs> that is amazing. You are so energetic and I love this. I love your energy, but I love your example of taking something like you said, super painful and bad, but that gave you that jumping point, that pivot to find your gifts. And I love that because you wouldn't have chosen that. But even though you were getting those nudges, you weren't going that route. You were set on the real estate route and making that work for you because that was your dream and your plan and you'd gone to school for that. And that's what we all do. And I love that you were okay with having to make that change. And that. and ironically, like the second helping of lemonade, I'll I'll tell you something super cool because I do work on that subconscious level of helping people really shift their beliefs. Like if you if you try to just shift your behavior to get a new outcome, that's the hardest way. You have to shift what's behind the behavior. And I think a lot of people are now becoming more and more aware of that. Um but, but as I, I, I was doing year one, year two, year three, by the time the third year came, um, there, there was some hiccups and there was some things. And I thought, oh, shoot, what if I'm, because I was trying to wrap my head around a new identity that I am a six-figure earner all by myself, right? And, and so at first it was new. And then it was like, not new, but it was kind of tentative. But then I was like, can I do it a third time? And even with some of the ups and downs of that third year, I got my 1099 from, from my brokerage and the amount on my 1099 was $100,004. And I just, I was like, I gave myself a self high five. I was like, so I was high fiving my subconscious mind. Cause I'm like, 
oh, you did that one for me because I wasn't tracking. And when I saw the paper, I was like, you have got to be kidding me. I actually transformed my mindset to I am a six-figure earner and my subconscious made sure of it, like all I am a six-figure earner. So that was that was super fun. And now, even with my focus on mentoring, I still run a six-figure real estate business. Kind of, it it'll it'll sound funny, but kind of without trying, I'm just get tons of referrals pouring in and just cool situations and people talk about law of attraction or, or, you know, whatever you want to call it. But I just like, thank you, subconscious mind. And, and thank you for everyone that brought tools into my life that taught me how to manage it at that level, that I can kind of let that be on autopilot and live in my passion over here and throw cool events. Like we just did feel like a billion last weekend and, and do all this kind of stuff and put my focus and passion on, on helping others and still feel supported and sustained in, in my other business as well. Okay, so tell me about this event, Feel Like a Billion, what is that? Okay, so On My Mind had been doing a super cool women's event because especially uh, with 2020, everybody was kind of like pent up and, and everybody's like, ah, restless now that we can get out, right? Well, to tell you the truth, this had been on my mind before COVID or anything and I was sitting in the Zermatt, uh, in the spa quiet room in December of this would have been 2019. And I got this whole inspired download, I call it, where I just, I got the whole concept, all the details. And I was like, everyone's relaxing in the quiet room. And I'm on my phone, just like jotting down notes as fast as I can, as the ideas just rained in on me to do this beautiful women's event. And I had never done a live event. And so I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't, I don't know where to start, you know, and I was overwhelmed and I had the feeling I should hold it in February at the Zermatt where I was at the spot. Cause it's beautiful out there. And I, ha- I just had it like, you should do it in February. And, and it got a little closer and I'm like, no, no, let me just do it in April. Well, COVID hit in March and nobody did anything in April that they had planned to do. And so, oh, so that was another like, a little set of a serving the lemons, right? <laughs> and so, shoot. Uh, so then as things opened up, this idea still felt like it had urgency. And so I thought, I, I've i got to do this and I cannot put it off. I must do it because who knows what, what the future holds, right? And so I thought, I'm doing it. And so I, I met with an event planner and I said, I have no idea what I'm doing. And we brainstormed and she says, well, what do you want it to be? And I'm like, I want it to, I want my, my message is all about personal value. You have infinite worth. And when I have infinite step mentoring as my company name, it's about your step. You are infinite. And so I really wanted to just gather some women together. I have a background in modeling. I coach confidence and mindset. And so I just really wanted to do this, this five-star big event, put them in, you know, gowns and hair and makeup and red carpet and the whole thing. Like, I just want them to feel like a billion because we, it was started out like, I want you to feel like a million bucks. And I'm like, these days, it's not that hard to make a million. It's not even that big of a deal anymore. I mean, like I want big, I, I don't do anything small. And so I'm like, let's do feel like a billion. So, so we rented out a space at the country club here locally in Provo, gorgeous golf course views. We ended up getting upgraded to our space because of a conflict at the country club so we ended up with balcony 
golf course views, just unbelievable. And it was two days and we'll be doing it again in the fall. And so I'll, I'll leave a little um, trail of breadcrumbs. So anyone that wants to can find out about that. But the idea was it was two days and day one was the mindset and the foundation. I like to say that it's not who you look like that matters. It's who looks out from inside you. And so that's what we worked on day one was empowering in certain areas and letting things go that you don't need to keep carrying. And there is a lightness of being that has actually reflected in your physical body. Like when you sometimes let heavy things go in your life, you can begin to lose weight without trying because the heaviness is gone. And that's just, it wasn't any kind of a weight loss weekend at all, but we, we enjoyed fabulous five-star food and black tie service and the country club was beautiful. Um, and so day one was the mindset and day two, I, I say that when you want to make a change, you need the mindset and then you also need the skill set. It's kind of like um, stepping on a path, mindset, skill set. You need to know that you can do it or at least that you can try. And then you need to learn what you need. You need to get educated on what you don't know. Otherwise, you would already have the thing you want. So mindset, skill set. And then as I started to work with this concept with people of skill set, I realized there needs to be almost it needs to be instead of two steps, a triangle, because if you know, if you believe you can and you know how, but you don't do it, then you still don't get the results. So I added body set. So we do mindset, skill set and body set. So this weekend was a great, great chance to anchor those concepts in your mind and in your body as I took women through posing and walking and these these kind of quiet, some of them were a little bit mousy women. By the time they're down, they were strutting on the red carpet and they had like the, the photos and the poses. It was amazing, the transformations that happened. It was absolutely amazing. That's so cool. And so we had um, some, of, some of the really cool people that were there did come in through a Facebook ad, but it was very limited. Um, in fact, it's, it's not ever going to be a big event. I kind of call it a boutique event. I think we'll do, we did 18 seats available this first time. And then I think we'll do maybe 30 will be our max because of the individual attention. Like I'm coming to the women and can I adjust your shoulder? Can I adjust your hip? You know, for, so they can see what their best angles are and, and even just the movements and with the hair and makeup there, we had makeup artists there that have done some of my photo shoots before and that it, the whole thing was just phenomenal. And I, it was a chance, it was a really intimate group of women that got to know each other. And so by the end of the second day, they were all BFFs. And, and I don't think, I think you can do that to some degree if there's a hundred or several hundred in a room, but not the same way I wanted to create this. So, so yeah, it's, it's a crazy cool weekend. And I, I will leave the website where people can go. It's, it's feel like a billion.com. And then I'll also be opening up a wait list so that anyone that goes on there can be notified when I open tickets again for the fall. Oh, that's perfect. Like, it sounds like you have all the, like you said, the triangle. And I love that. I love that you really do need all three. Um, that if, if you're wanting to change circumstances and outcomes results in your life, then that triad of mindset, skill set, body set, that will be what helps move you. Now, if 
most people will listen to a book or take a course or training or maybe listen to a podcast and they'll take notes and they'll get great ideas. And then there's a disconnect between how they learn and what they can implement in their life. And so I make myself available for how do I, how do I install it in me, this thing, you know, I get that I'm supposed to believe in myself and, and, but how do I get it in there? Or I know I'm supposed to learn, but you can learn anything on the internet these days. So what exactly, I don't want to learn everything. There's no time to learn everything in the world. What exactly am I missing? And so that's something I help people to figure out. And then once you, you believe you can, and you know, which direction you're headed, you've learned what you need to know your, your brain is used to you not doing the thing. And so when you need someone to help you develop that habit and that identity as the person that does do the thing that leads to the results that you want, then I I'm available to support on that side as well. And so, so if you're wanting a change in results, I would say absolutely those three things are going to, going to help it come together for you. But ultimately what I would want anyone that here's my voice to know is that you are infinite, your value, your potential, you are divine in nature. And, and some people define that differently, but just to know you only just have the tiniest inkling of an idea of who you actually are. And if I can crack that open one degree wider, my heart will be full and your life will totally change. And so I would leave you with you are infinite. That is the nugget. Wow. That's amazing. You're going to get me all emotional too. So that's amazing. Because you feel it. You feel it. It feels like truth. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's very true. And a lot of people don't believe it. So that's why it's good to hear you say it again and again, because we have a lot of other voices telling us that that's not true. I'll, um, I'll share a little, a little impromptu exercise that kind of just organically flowed out at this event. There was, there was a couple of ladies. Um, I, I passed out journals that they could use for the event to write down some of their nuggets and thoughts and, you know, a nice journal that they could take with them. And I saw a couple of ladies and they had happened to sit next to each other and they were not writing They'd written their name in the journal, but they were not writing anything else. They had a notepad that they were taking notes on. So on the break, I asked them, why um, is there is there something wrong with your journal? Is there a reason you're taking notes in the notepad? And the response was, well, I'm going to take my notes here and I'll go home and organize them and then I'll put them in the book. My impression just listening in to the situation is I felt like there was some perfectionism that was jumping in. If it shows up at at an event at a table and I can see it there that I know it's showing up in other areas of their life. And so I almost just grabbed my own pen and just like marked on their journal to ruin it, like to make it imperfect. So they didn't have to worry about being imperfect anymore. But then I realized that's not my work to do. They need to, to do that. But I caused them to, to make imperfect marks in their journal. And oh, you could just see they were fighting against it. They did not want to do the thing I was telling them to do, but, but they were receptive and they were open. And so they, in their own minds, ruined their journal by doing the thing I had required of them. But then they were free to not have to be perfect in the journal anymore. And it was so liberating and they got to enjoy 
the book and and use it and color in it and and use it the way that it was designed. And so you also do not have to be perfect. And if you think you do, go do something ridiculous and blatantly imperfect so you can just get it out of your system because it really is liberating. It really is liberating to just be yourself. I love that so much. That's so true. We get so afraid and I think we're afraid to fail. And so we don't realize that failing is actually part of it. We need to try so we can try again, so we can improve, so we can get better. And so I'm so glad you pointed that out. Like go do something crazy dumb that you know you're going to fail at and you know you won't be perfect at so you can get it over with. That's great advice. I love that. Yeah. And you know, it's super easy to, in this day and age, just go do a Facebook live for one minute, turn on your live and just, just talk about something that's important to you. And you'll, you'll feel all, all kinds of embarrassment, imperfection, inadequacy, all of that rises right to the surface. And then it's great because then we can work on those things once they, once we let them up to our awareness. Right. And so if you want like a shortcut to finding out what your issues are, go live on Facebook. If that's not something you normally do. I love that. If you're normal and you're you're good with that, I've got uh, I've got other tools for you. But yeah, that's an easy one. That'll shake you right up again. <laughs> live on Facebook. I see it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. See if you can recover from that. I love that. That's great. And then we easy. definitely need easy. to call a coach after that experience. <laughs> I will help you. Yeah. To to let it all go. Oh, I love that. That's so great. This has been so fun. So thank you for all that you've taught me. I appreciate this. I'm excited about what you're doing. It's so cool to see that you have this gift to be able to discern things for other people. It's, it's really beautiful that everyone has a different and distinct passion and set of gifts and that we all get to use them to help each other. That's the best part. And sometimes we don't discover them until something hard happens. So that's another great it's, point yeah. you brought out. So I appreciate that. It's too. True. You have to, you have to put your glass out to get your lemonade, I guess, right. <laughs> to receive it. Right. Uh, yeah. I love all your comparisons and analogies. That's so cute. You are probably an amazing coach and mentor. I just can yeah. imagine just in a few minutes talking to you, like you have this gift of, of knowing things. And I think it would be really cool to, have you coach and and help people and watch them change. I think that would be the amazing part is to be able to watch how their lives change and things unfold for them just by being vulnerable and open to ideas that you can see in them. Definitely. And I I joke, I call women names and make them cry. Like I, I I call them beautiful and infinite and all this. And inevitably I get women just bawling their eyes out. I love to stay connected. I love to stay in people's minds because so often it's easy to, to hear an idea or a concept in it and it doesn't stay very long. And so I always encourage people to come into my world and stay connected. So if you visit my website, infinitestepmentoring.com, I blatantly bribe you to stay in touch. If you hop onto my email list, I have right now a book called The Power of Your Subconscious Mind. It's an easy read. It's a day read. And it's it's old fashioned. It was written around the turn of the century. But there's tons of great truth. There's affirmations. There's dialogues in there. And you will learn a lot about yourself. It's actually shocking that no one teaches us in grade school how our own mind works. And so I really feel like it's it's 
a, a piece of education everyone should have. So I just give it away for free on my website on infinitestepmentraining.com. And so just hop on there and then I can stay in touch and I can drip little bits of positivity and all that good stuff on you. Oh, that's perfect. Oh, thank you. Thank you for doing that. Anyone that finds me through your connection and your your wonderful, flavorful podcast, I would be able to throw in a special bonus for them. Just something because I appreciate the connection. I appreciate the work that you do. Oh, thank you. That's very kind. Oh, that's so cool. Yes, I will. I will I'm going to sign up on your website. That sounds awesome. It's one of those things that you don't realize what you don't know. And so as you open yourself up to other people, that have learned other things that it doesn't mean you're not good at it. it just you don't know it yet. And so you've got to be open to learning from other people so you can improve your next step as well. So I love that you're available for us to do that. So thank you. Great. Absolutely. You're still here? Well, then click on the next episode to hear more of Heidi's Lemonade Stand. Also, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. Thanks.